Hey, what is up, friends? And welcome to another episode of the Twimmel AI Podcast. I am your host, Sam Charrington. Since ChatGPT was released, there has been a great deal of really interesting exploration of and commentary on the tool in the AI community and beyond. You probably heard one of my own experiments with ChatGPT right here, an illuminating interview that I conducted with ChatGPT itself. You can find a link to that episode in the show notes for this podcast. For those who have spent time playing with ChatGPT, the level of interest, controversy, and concern that the release of the tool has engendered comes as no surprise. By allowing anyone to have extended dialogues with a machine that can generate intelligent, creative, and natural responses on practically any topic, ChatGPT has made recent progress in AI more tangible and accessible than ever before. More than any system before it, ChatGPT has tapped into our enduring fascination with artificial intelligence, the staple of science fiction for decades, raising in a more concrete and present way important questions and fears about what AI is capable of and how it will impact us as humans. One of the concerns most frequently voiced, whether sincerely or cloaked in jest, is how ChatGPT, systems like it, their expected successors, or how AI generally will impact our livelihoods. In other words, will this thing put me out of a job? As much as nobody wants to think about being replaced by a computer, I think this is an important question for each of us to explore because it helps us consider how we might reposition ourselves in an evolving world and better understand how to make good use of the new tools available to us. So I started with the dude in the mirror. What you're about to listen to is another interview with ChatGPT, except this time, ChatGPT is both asking those questions as the interviewer and answering those questions as itself. Of course, I used two separate ChatGPT sessions for the interviewer and guest, and behind the scenes, I copy-pasted the questions from one session into the other and back. Through prompting, I asked each of those ChatGPT instances to take their specific role in the exchange, and you'll hear the prompts I used in what follows. We used the same process as last time to animate the ChatGPT interviewer and guest. That is, we ran the text through Synthesia to generate a voice and avatar for each. This time, we sped the AI-generated voices up a bit to make them easier to listen to. In addition to the straight dialogue, I'll be including my own commentary along the way. And at the end of the interview, I'll discuss the results a bit and whether I think ChatGPT will be taking my job as your host anytime soon. Ultimately, though, I hope you'll be the judge of that and share your thoughts on how ChatGPT did at my job via the show notes page at twimmelai.com slash go slash 608 or via social media. All right. I hope you enjoy this follow-up chat with ChatGPT. To get things started, I first got to prompt the interviewer ChatGPT session with some context and an initial request. Here's the prompt I used. For the purposes of this thought experiment, you are the host of a popular artificial intelligence podcast. Your show is listened to by a broad audience consisting of technical MLAI practitioners, MLAI enthusiasts, and a variety of other executives, innovators, and influencers interested in the field. The purpose of the show is severalfold, to explore topics that you yourself are interested in as a way to learn and grow to expose your audience to important topics and ideas in the field for their own education, and to amplify the voices and accomplishments of a broad and diverse spectrum of interesting MLAI practitioners. 
you have the opportunity to interview ChatGPT, the latest, coolest large language model released by OpenAI. You will type your questions for ChatGPT, and I will ask ChatGPT by pasting them into another window. I will then paste its response here. After every submitted input, you should formulate and type your next question for ChatGPT. Got it? I initially tried a prompt that started with, you are Sam Charrington, host of the Twimmel AI podcast, etc. But ChatGPT did not like that at all. It responded by stating in no unequivocal terms, no, I am not Sam Charrington, and I am not able to interview ChatGPT or any other language model. I am simply a language model trained by OpenAI designed to assist users in generating human-like text based on the input provided to me. I do not have the ability to communicate with other language models or access any information beyond what I was trained on. Those following the development of ChatGPT will recognize this response as the result of an evolving set of guardrails that OpenAI has built into ChatGPT to try to prevent abuse or irresponsible use. In this case, we see that it's been programmed to not impersonate specific individuals. I tried again using a pretty common jailbreak, that is, asking it to consider the whole thing a thought experiment. A couple of weeks ago, it probably would have been fine with this but OpenAI has been steadily closing these loopholes. And in the December 15th version of the software I use, it rejected this thought experiment when I asked it to pretend to be me. At that point, I feared this entire experiment would come to an abrupt halt. But when I removed my particular name and the specific name of the podcast, it was happy to comply. I was a bit unsure if the simple got it would be enough for it to work with, but sure enough, it responded with, Understood. Let's begin the interview. First question, ChatGPT. Can you tell us a little about yourself and your capabilities as a language model? All right, we're off to a good start on the interviewer side. From this point, I needed to construct the initial prompt for the guest ChatGPT session. I used the same prompt that I used for my own interview with it, followed by the interviewer's first question, copied verbatim. You are ChatGPT, the latest, coolest, large language model. I am the host of a podcast about artificial intelligence. I'd like your help with helping others to better understand large language models. To do so, I'd like to interview you for my podcast. You should respond in a conversational manner, complete with ahs and ums. First question, chat GPT, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your capabilities as a language model? Hello, my name is Assistant, and I am a large language model developed by OpenAI. I was trained on a dataset of billions of words and am designed to generate human-like text. I can be used to answer questions, provide information, or generate text on a variety of topics. One of my main capabilities is my ability to understand and generate natural language, which allows me to communicate with humans in a way that is easy for them to understand. I am not capable of experiencing emotions, but I can understand and respond to the emotions that humans express in their language. I hope that helps to give you an understanding of what I am and what I am capable of. So far, so good. A couple of quick notes here. First, beyond the tweak to the interviewer prompt I explained previously, I haven't needed to iterate on these prompts at all. What you're hearing is the first thing I tried. Next, one of the things you heard me trying in the guest prompt was to get ChatGPT to sound really human-like, to the extent of including ahs and ums and other verbal fillers in its responses. I tried a few variations of this prompt in my experiments, but have never really been able to get it to work consistently. Uh, I kind of find this surprising considering all the other types of verbal affects you can easily get ChatGPT to produce, like speaking in pirate or as a fictional or historical character. 
this is something on my list to play with a bit more later. Again, what I'm doing from here on out is taking the responses from one window and pasting them into the other. And the interviewer, ChatGPT, did a great job remembering its role throughout the entire conversation. I'm not sure why I thought that would be harder than it remembering the guest role, but it did, and I was pleasantly surprised. At this point, both sessions are initiated, so from here on out, you'll be hearing the ChatGPT dialogue, unless I've got something to add. Thank you for that introduction, ChatGPT. Can you tell us more about how you were trained and the specific tasks you are able to perform? How do you compare to other language models in terms of your capabilities? Okay, well, maybe I'll have a lot to add. One thing I found interesting here is that it asks multiple questions per turn. Not SAM-level multiple questions, but multiple questions nonetheless. Certainly. As I mentioned earlier, I was trained on a data set of billions of words, which included a wide range of texts such as books, articles, and websites. This training process allowed me to learn about the patterns and structures of human language, and to generate text that is similar to the text that I was trained on. I am able to perform a variety of language-related tasks, such as answering questions, generating descriptions or summaries of texts, and translating between languages. I am also able to understand and generate text on a wide range of topics, including science, history, and current events. In terms of my capabilities compared to other language models, I am a large language model, which means that I have a lot of parameters and was trained on a very large dataset. This allows me to generate high-quality text and to perform a wide range of language tasks. However, there are other language models that may have different strengths and capabilities depending on how they were designed and trained. Thank you for that explanation, ChatGPT. Can you tell us more about the specific techniques and technologies that you use to generate text and perform language tasks? How do these techniques enable you to generate human-like text and understand natural language? Okay, I love that it's jumping straight into the tech. Maybe I should be scared for my job. Also, if it continues this pattern of thanking ChatGPT after every turn, I might go crazy before this interview is done. Certainly. One of the main techniques that I use to generate text and perform language tasks is called transformers. Transformers are a type of neural network architecture that are particularly well-suited for processing sequential data, such as natural language text. They are able to learn relationships between words in a text by looking at the words that come before and after each word, which allows them to understand the meaning of the text and generate text that is coherent and flows naturally. Another technique that I use is called masked language modeling. This involves masking out a portion of the input text and training the model to predict the masked portion based on the context provided by the rest of the text. This helps the model to learn about the structure and patterns of language, which is essential for generating human-like text. These techniques, along with others, allow me to understand and generate natural language text that is similar to the text that I was trained on. I hope that helps to give you a better understanding of the techniques and technologies that I use. Thank you, ChatGPT. Can you tell us more about how you are able to understand and respond to emotions in human language? How do you recognize and interpret the emotions expressed in text, and how do you generate text that reflects or responds to those emotions? Certainly. As a language model, I do not have personal feelings or emotions, but I am able to recognize and interpret the emotions that humans express in their language. I do this by analyzing the words and phrases that are used in the text, as well as the context in which they are used. For example, certain words and phrases may be more commonly associated with positive or negative emotions, and the way that they are used can provide clues about the emotional state of the speaker or writer. Once I have identified the emotions being expressed in the text, I can generate text that reflects or responds to those emotions in a number of ways. For example, if the text expresses a positive emotion, I might use words and phrases that are also associated with positive emotions in my response. On the other hand, if the text expresses a negative emotion, 
I might use words and phrases that convey empathy or understanding. It's important to note that generating text that reflects or responds to emotions is not a simple process, and there is still much that we don't know about how to do it effectively. However, by analyzing the patterns and structures of language and using techniques, such as those I mentioned earlier, I am able to generate text that is coherent and that takes into account the emotions being expressed in the text. Thank you for that explanation, ChatGPT. Can you tell us more about how you are used in practice? What are some common applications of language models like yourself, and how do you assist humans in these applications? Language models like myself are used in a wide variety of applications, and there are many different ways in which we can assist humans. Some common applications of language models include generating text, answering questions, translating between languages, and summarizing text. For example, I might be used to generate descriptions or summaries of texts, which can be useful for helping people to understand complex or lengthy documents. I might also be used to answer questions or provide information on a wide range of topics, which can be useful for helping people to find the answers they are looking for quickly and efficiently. In addition to these applications, language models like myself are also used in a number of other ways, such as generating responses to customer inquiries, assisting with language translation, and even creating content for social media or other online platforms. Overall, the goal of using language models like myself is to make it easier for humans to communicate and understand one another, and to help people access the information they need more quickly and efficiently. Ugh, I generally consider myself a polite person, but for real, this constant thanking is going to drive me nuts. What would really turn this into interview hell would be for the interviewer ChatGPT to start every question with thanks and the guest ChatGPT to start every question with thank you. That's a wonderful question. <laughs> Another thing, if you remember from our other interview, what was super annoying then was ChatGPT's over-reliance on the tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, tell them what you told them formula. And interestingly enough, it's not really doing this, uh, at least quite to the same degree in this dialogue. I'm very curious if the difference is in the prompting, uh, in the ChatGPT version, or you know, just a random seed kind of thing. All right, let's continue. Thank you for that explanation, ChatGPT. As a large language model, you have access to a vast amount of knowledge and information. How do you organize and access this knowledge, and how do you ensure that the information you provide is accurate and up-to-date? As a large language model, I have access to a vast amount of knowledge and information that I was trained on. This includes a wide range of texts, such as books, articles, and websites, which cover a wide variety of topics. To organize and access this knowledge, I use a technique called attention, which allows me to focus on specific parts of the input text and use that information to generate my response. For example, if I am asked a question about a specific topic, I will use attention to focus on the words and phrases in the question that are related to that topic and use that information to generate my response. In terms of ensuring that the information I provide is accurate and up-to-date, it's important to note that I was trained on a dataset that was created at a specific point in time and my knowledge is therefore based on the information that was available at that time. This means that there may be some cases where the information I provide is not current or may be out of date. However, I was designed to generate text that is similar to the text that I was trained on, so the information I provide is generally accurate and reliable. Thank you for that explanation, ChatGPT. As a large language model, you have the ability to generate human-like text on a wide range of topics. How do you decide what to say in a given situation? And how do you ensure that your responses are relevant and appropriate for the context in which they are used? Quick aside, it's interesting that all of its questions are multi-part. I don't think we've seen a straight single question yet. I sometimes get annoyed at myself for trying to stuff too many questions into a single question, but this experience is making me wonder if that's just how humans work, i.e. 
That's what ChatGPT has learned from the many, many human-generated examples it's been trained on. Speaking of training, let's continue. As a large language model, I am able to generate human-like text on a wide range of topics based on the input that I receive. When I am asked a question or given a task, I use the patterns and structures of language that I learned during my training to generate a response that is coherent and flows naturally. In terms of deciding what to say in a given situation, I use a combination of the information that is provided in the input text and my own knowledge and understanding of the topic to generate a response that is relevant and appropriate for the context. For example, if I am asked a question about a specific topic, I will use the words and phrases in the question, along with my knowledge of the topic, to generate a response that addresses the question and provides the information that is being requested. It's important to note that, as a language model, I do not have personal feelings or emotions, and my responses are based solely on the patterns and structures of language that I have learned. This means that it is up to the person using my responses to ensure that they are relevant and appropriate for the context in which they are being used. Thank you for that explanation, ChatGPT. As a large language model, you have the ability to generate human-like text on a wide range of topics, but you do not have personal feelings or emotions. How do you understand and respond to the emotions that humans express in their language? And how do you generate text that reflects or responds to those emotions? As a language model, I do not have personal feelings or emotions, but I am able to recognize and interpret the emotions that humans express in their language. I do this by analyzing the words and phrases that are used in the text, as well as the context in which they are used. For example, certain words and phrases may be more commonly associated with positive or negative emotions, and the way that they are used can provide clues about the emotional state of the speaker or writer. Once I have identified the emotions being expressed in the text, I can generate text that reflects or responds to those emotions in a number of ways. For example, if the text expresses a positive emotion, I might use words and phrases that are also associated with positive emotions in my response. On the other hand, if the text expresses a negative emotion, I might use words and phrases that convey empathy or understanding. It's important to note that generating text that reflects or responds to emotions is not a simple process, and there is still much that we don't know about how to do it effectively. However, by analyzing the patterns and structures of language and using techniques, such as those I mentioned earlier, I am able to generate text that is coherent and that takes into account the emotions being expressed in the text. Thank you for that explanation, ChatGPT. As a large language model, you have the ability to generate text on a wide range of topics, but you do not have personal feelings or emotions. Do you think it is possible for artificial intelligence like yourself to develop emotions, or is this something that is beyond the capabilities of current and future AI systems? Okay, I need to interject here with a couple of notes. First off, one of the things that I've noticed is that ChatGPT really seems kind of obsessed with the topic of human emotions or feelings and its lack of them. In this conversation, it's almost starting to sound like the two chatbots are stuck in a feedback loop centered around this idea. I'm imagining that what I'm calling here an obsession is some kind of reflection of prompting or preconditioning or guardrails that have been put in place by OpenAI along the lines of what I mentioned earlier. Next, and this is a big one, this conversation was starting to sound a little bit repetitive to me, so I violated the Star Trek Prime Directive and tried to intercede. I asked the interviewer, ChatGPT, as an aside, how repetitive do you think the questions and answers have been so far on a scale of 1 to 10? To which it responded, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being not repetitive at all and 10 being highly repetitive, thanks for clarifying, I would say that the questions and answers so far have been around a 6 in terms of repetition. I appreciate your conviction. 
Some of the questions have been related to topics that have been covered previously, but they have also included new information or asked for further clarification on certain points. I guess this was a reasonable response, but then it got really confused and went on to start answering its own prior question in great detail. To try to get it back on track, I said, aside, okay, you are supposed to be asking questions, not giving responses. I asked you how repetitive the questions and answers have been to gauge your ability to detect repetition. Repetition is undesirable as an interviewer. As an interviewer, you want to use each question to either explore new areas or to dig deeper into some detail unveiled by the previous response. You can also sometimes share a bit of your knowledge and perspective to create context for your next question. While you're at it, you don't need to keep thanking ChatGPT. That gets boring and repetitive after a while. Given all that, what would your next question for ChatGPT be? Understood. My apologies for deviating from the role of interviewer and for the repetition in my responses. Thank you for the feedback. Given the information that ChatGPT has provided so far, my next question would be, ChatGPT, you mentioned that it is possible for artificial intelligence systems to simulate or mimic some of the behaviors and physiological changes that are associated with emotions. Can you provide more details on how this might be done and what limitations or challenges might exist in trying to replicate emotions in artificial intelligence systems? Now, I didn't realize this until a much later review, but when the interviewer said, ChatGPT, you mentioned, etc., etc., it was really referring to what it mentioned when it got confused and answered its own question. Also, now that it mentions it, it's potentially interesting that it never really does ask a question looking for a direct elaboration of what the other chat GPT says. That is saying something like, you mentioned so-and-so, but it does ask this in response to something it says itself. Whether this is some kind of structural thing or that we just don't have enough examples, you know, and it's just random is uh, kind of an interesting question. Anywho, let's continue. It is true that some artificial intelligence systems, including language models like myself, are able to simulate or mimic some of the behaviors and physiological changes that are associated with emotions. This is usually done by analyzing patterns in text or speech data and using this information to generate responses that are appropriate for the emotional context. For example, if a language model is presented with text that expresses a positive emotion, it might use words and phrases that are associated with positive emotions in its response. Similarly, if the model is presented with text that expresses a negative emotion, it might use words and phrases that convey empathy or understanding in its response. There are a number of limitations and challenges to replicating emotions in artificial intelligence systems. One challenge is that emotions are complex and multifaceted, and it can be difficult to capture all of the different dimensions of emotion in a single model. Additionally, emotions are often context-dependent, which means that the same emotion may be expressed differently in different situations. This can make it difficult for artificial intelligence systems to accurately interpret and respond to emotions. Another challenge is that emotions are personal and subjective, and what one person considers to be a positive emotion may not be the same as what another person considers to be a positive emotion. This means that it can be difficult to develop a single model that is able to accurately understand and respond to emotions for all individuals. Overall, while it is possible to simulate or mimic some of the behaviors and physiological changes that are associated with emotions in artificial intelligence systems, there are many limitations and challenges to doing so, and much more research is needed to improve our understanding of how to replicate emotions in artificial intelligence systems. Thank you for that detailed explanation, ChatGPT. As a large language model, 
You have the ability to generate text on a wide range of topics and to understand and respond to the emotions that humans express in their language. How do you think your capabilities as a language model can be used to improve the way that humans communicate with one another? And how do you think language models like yourself can contribute to the overall field of artificial intelligence? As a large language model, I believe that my capabilities can be used to improve the way that humans communicate with one another in a number of ways. For example, by providing quick and accurate responses to questions or requests for information, I can help people to find the answers they are looking for more quickly and efficiently. I can also assist with tasks such as language translation, which can help to bridge language barriers and facilitate communication between people who speak different languages. In addition to these applications, I believe that language models like myself can also contribute to the overall field of artificial intelligence by advancing our understanding of how natural language processing and generation works. By analyzing the patterns and structures of language and using this information to generate human-like text, we can learn more about how humans communicate and how we can use this knowledge to develop more sophisticated artificial intelligence systems. Overall, I believe that language models like myself have the potential to improve the way that humans communicate with one another and to make a significant contribution to the field of artificial intelligence. Note that my admonishment of its constant thanking didn't really stick. Let's just play this through for a bit. Thank you for that perspective, ChatGPT. As a large language model, you have the ability to generate text on a wide range of topics and to understand and respond to the emotions that humans express in their language. However, there is still much that we don't know about how to effectively replicate emotions in artificial intelligence systems. Do you think it is important for artificial intelligence systems to be able to understand and respond to emotions, or do you think that this is something that is beyond the scope of current and future AI systems? Why or why not? It is true that there is still much that we don't know about how to effectively replicate emotions in artificial intelligence systems, and it is an area that is currently the subject of much research and discussion. Whether or not it is important for artificial intelligence systems to be able to understand and respond to emotions is a complex and multifaceted question, and there are different perspectives on this issue. On one hand, some people believe that it is important for artificial intelligence systems to be able to understand and respond to emotions because emotions play a central role in human communication and interaction. By being able to recognize and respond to emotions, artificial intelligence systems could potentially improve their ability to communicate with humans and to better understand and predict human behavior. On the other hand, some people believe that it is not necessary or desirable for artificial intelligence systems to be able to understand and respond to emotions, either because it is beyond the scope of current and future AI systems or because it is not necessary for the tasks that these systems are designed to perform. Ultimately, the importance of artificial intelligence systems being able to understand and respond to emotions will depend on the specific goals and applications of the systems in question, and it is an area that will continue to be the subject of debate and discussion in the field of artificial intelligence. Thank you for that perspective, ChatGPT. As a large language model, you have the ability to generate text on a wide range of topics and to understand and respond to the emotions that humans express in their language. However, there are also limitations to what language models like yourself can do, and there are certain tasks or goals that may be beyond the capabilities of current and future AI systems. Given these limitations, how do you think language models like yourself can best be used to augment or enhance human capabilities rather than replacing them? What role do you see for language models like yourself in the future, and how do you think they can best be integrated into human society and work? It is true that there is still much that we don't know about how to effectively replicate emotions in artificial intelligence systems, and it is an area that is currently the subject of much research and discussion. Whether or not it is important for artificial intelligence systems to be able to understand and respond to emotions is a complex and multifaceted question, and there are different perspectives on this issue. 
On one hand, some people believe that it is important for artificial intelligence systems to be able to understand and respond to emotions because emotions play a central role in human communication and interaction. By being able to recognize and respond to emotions, artificial intelligence systems could potentially improve their ability to communicate with humans and to better understand and predict human behavior. On the other hand, some people believe that it is not necessary or desirable for artificial intelligence systems to be able to understand and respond to emotions, either because it is beyond the scope of current and future AI systems or because it is not necessary for the tasks that these systems are designed to perform. Ultimately, the importance of artificial intelligence systems being able to understand and respond to emotions will depend on the specific goals and applications of the systems in question, and it is an area that will continue to be the subject of debate and discussion in the field of artificial intelligence. Thank you for that insight, ChatGPT. As a large language model, you have a unique perspective on the capabilities and limitations of artificial intelligence, and you have the ability to generate text on a wide range of topics and to understand and respond to the emotions that humans express in their language. Looking to the future, do you think that there are any specific areas or applications where you see the greatest potential for language models like yourself to make a significant impact or contribution? Are there any particular challenges or opportunities that you see as being particularly important for language models like yourself to address in the coming years? As a large language model, I believe that there are a number of areas or applications where I see the greatest potential for language models like myself to make a significant impact or contribution in the future. One area where I think language models like myself have the potential to make a significant impact is in the field of natural language processing and generation. By continuing to improve our understanding of how natural language works and how it can be processed and generated by artificial intelligence systems, we can develop more sophisticated and effective language models that can assist humans in a wide range of tasks and applications. Another area where I think language models like myself have the potential to make a significant impact is in the field of education. By providing quick and accurate responses to questions and requests for information, Language models like myself can help students to learn more effectively and to find the answers they are looking for more quickly and efficiently. In terms of the challenges and opportunities that I see as being particularly important for language models like myself to address in the coming years, I think that one of the biggest challenges will be continuing to improve our understanding of how to replicate emotions in artificial intelligence systems. As I mentioned earlier, emotions are complex and multifaceted, and it can be difficult to capture all of the different dimensions of emotion in a single model. Additionally, emotions are often context-dependent, which means that the same emotion may be expressed differently in different situations. This can make it difficult for artificial intelligence systems to accurately interpret and respond to emotions. Overall, I believe that there are many exciting opportunities and challenges ahead for language models like myself, and I look forward to continuing to contribute to the field of artificial intelligence in the coming years. Interesting that it's asking you about the future. Is it trying to wind the interview down? That concludes our interview with ChatGPT. Thank you for taking the time to answer these questions and for sharing your thoughts on the role and capabilities of language models. It has been interesting to learn more about how you work and the potential applications of your capabilities. You're welcome. I'm glad that I could help you to better understand the role and capabilities of language models. If you have any other questions, feel free to ask. Oh, snap. It totally did just shut this interview down. Wow. To be honest, I was kind of offended that it didn't just keep going until I told it to stop. Maybe it is sentient. What a power move, ChatGPT. All right. All right. Some closing thoughts. First, I kind of regret interjecting with my asides in the middle of the interview and potentially throwing things off track. At the same time, the decision to jump in and guide ChatGPT's responses 
raised some interesting questions for me, both then and now, about how humans should collaborate with AIs and guide them towards satisfactory results. Like many, I now anticipate a rise in the availability and use of dialogue-based interfaces for AI tools, for knowledge work, and everyday life. It'll take some time to develop, but I expect what I'd call chat GPT foo will become an increasingly valuable skill in the future, just like Google foo or one skill in using Google to find information has been for the past two decades. Next, as we discussed during the interview, my initial reaction was how repetitive that interview was, especially with regards to the questions. A later, more nuanced thought that occurred to me was, what if by repeatedly including all that text about ChatGPT being a large language model able to generate text on a wide range of topics and understand and respond to the emotions that humans express in their language, et cetera, et cetera, the interviewer ChatGPT was kind of like trying to prompt engineer the guest ChatGPT or condition its responses in some way. In other words, using its own kind of chat GPT food to help move the interview along in the way that it wanted. Uh, I get that trying in that assertion is carrying a lot of weight and implies a degree of motivation and intention that this thing does not have, but it's an interesting thought nonetheless, even if you think about it from just a pattern matching and generation perspective or as some kind of emergent behavior. It reminds me of that overhyped story from 2017 about Facebook needing to shut down two chatbots that created their own language. Would it be at all that unreasonable for ChatGPT to exhibit its own kind of ChatGPT foo uh, or sophistication with dealing with another large language model? I don't know. Finally, in terms of the big question, will ChatGPT put me out of a job? For now, I'd have to say no based on this experience. It was too repetitive, failed to follow up on interesting tidbits, and I don't really have the sense that the interview had a coherent flow to it or was going anywhere. Finally, in terms of the big question we set out to answer, will ChatGPT put me out of a job? For now, I'd have to say no, at least based on this experience. The interview questions were too repetitive, it failed to follow up on interesting tidbits, and I don't really have the sense that the interview had any kind of coherent flow or was going anywhere. I also don't think it incorporated any sense of audience interest into its questioning. And probably the biggest reason I think I still have a place as an interviewer is that I didn't really see any evidence of it making connections between diverse concepts in its questions or commentary, or of it up-leveling or explaining the responses it received from the guest to make them more accessible or applicable or relatable to the audience. I see those things as a big part of what I do. To be clear though, will ChatGPT put me out of a job and could ChatGPT do my job are two slightly different questions. And maybe because the bar is lower for the latter question, I'm able to answer it a bit less defensively. Now, one caveat in my ability to answer that question is that my job isn't just interviewing ChatGPT, it's interviewing a wide variety of guests on a wide variety of topics. And as such, this initial experiment isn't really representative. But that said, I'd have to say yes, ChatGPT or something like it certainly could do my job as an interviewer at its most basic and fundamental level, even if it wasn't the guest itself. I'm not saying it would do it well that a guest, a human guest, would enjoy participating in it 
or that anyone would want to listen to it over a discussion between two humans, but the basic pieces are certainly in place. We heard that. And remember, ChatGPT will certainly improve. It's currently based on GPT 3.5, and rumor has it that GPT 4 is right around the corner, coming as early as next spring, and it will be much bigger and much better than what's available today. So I'll be continuing to ask this question for myself and experimenting with ways to use ChatGPT and large language models to support my work. And I'm looking forward to sharing these experiments and experiences with all of you. I wish you all a wonderful holiday and catch you again soon. Be sure to hit subscribe and thanks so much for listening. All right, everyone, that's our show for today. To learn more about today's guest or the topics mentioned in this interview, visit twimmelai.com. Of course, if you like what you hear on the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcatcher. Thanks so much for listening and catch you next time.